0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive.
1: It is Monday, June 21st. The Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can, of course, always be a part of the program. We make it easy. We've got the White Claw phone lines opened up for you at 877-420-Talk. That is 877-420-8255 Heart and It is made pure. Also online, Twitter, you can find me at Paul Swan. Facebook. We've got a we got a page for you and a group, The Drive with Paul Swan. You should check it out. Looking forward to seeing you all there on social media. Coming up today on the program, one of the members, one of the perpetual members of the Mount Rushmore of Marshall Athletics. I told you we would not use that unless deemed necessary. The Mount Rushmore of Marshall Athletics, John Elmore, coming on the program today. We got the announcement today. The basketball tournament bracket is out. And, of course, if you've been following along with the story, Charleston is going to be a host city this year for a good portion of the tournament. And that means Heard That, Best Virginia, all going to be a part of it. We've got the bracket. We're going to talk to John about that later on the program. We'll get your phone calls in, as I mentioned. We've got some news today from the Supreme Court about the NCAA not being able to restrict athletes, uh, certain kinds of competition. We're going to talk about that with you. Uh, if we got time, we're going to get into some of the recruiting stuff coming out of Marshall Camp was again on Sunday. Some more official visits happening. Opportunity for the Thundering Herd to see some prospective future members of the team. Marshall's been pretty active so far. I'll give Marshall credit. Very active, very aggressive as far as recruiting's gone. Social media, all these visible opportunities for these kids to, to be seen. The kids like, to, of course, be seen. They like that people are talking about him. They like to be made feel welcome. And by all indications, uh, coaching staff is doing a fantastic job of selling the story of Marshall to these kids and giving them something to be excited about. So if we can, we'll get into that. Of course, uh, I've been following along some of the stuff that Grant Trailer and Tom Bragg, respectively, have been putting out from the Herald-Dispatch and from Herd 247. I'll tell you, those guys, between them, they're killing it with the recruiting stuff so uh, hats off to them for all their work. we'll talk about that with you and of course and of course we're definitely going to break down this bracket with the basketball tournament. now Marshall comes in as a three seed. so Marshall is a three seed. They'll take on Team DRC. John will tell us more about that when we talk to him in the next few minutes. But they're in the same bracket as Best Virginia. Best Virginia comes in as a two-seed, and Sideline Cantor is the one-seed here in this side of the bracket. So Heard that has a potential matchup in the semifinals, or at least the round of 16, Round of 16, I'm just basically saying in this side of the bracket, the semis. But the round of 16, it could be Best Virginia facing off against Heard That with the winner to potentially face off against Sideline Cancer. If if this thing goes chalk, if it goes chalk, you're going to see Sideline Cancer take on Armored Athlete. On the other side, you're going to see Heard That take on Best Virginia. And, of course, ESPN's got a nice little breakdown on the website right now at ESPN.com, kind of breaking down all of these matchups or at least breaking down what these teams are about. Marshall's not an underdog anymore. Well, heard that's not an underdog anymore. Scrappy Bunch coming in. Odd Elmore was the, I don't know, hero of the tournament. Basically made his presence known. Made his presence known by pointing out that he he plays at the Y. These guys are playing in the NBA. He's playing rec league and made his presence known that way. Of course, John has got together a pretty good roster. We're going to talk about that with him here in the next few minutes. So that's our focus today. The basketball tournament is here. We're going to get into a little bit of what's happening later on tonight. We've got Game 5 Stanley Cup playoffs. It's been fun so far between the Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning. We'll get into that later on as well. No NBA tonight. Hockey is your big sport. If you're not into all of soccer, if you're not that person, and you're just looking for something else, you've got hockey as a big option for you. So that's what we're going to talk about with you. As I mentioned, John Elmore is going to be my guest on the other side of the break. So we'll go ahead and take that now. When we come back, John, the basketball tournament, it's all happening right here. We'll talk about it on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
0: Now back to the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Well, what we've been waiting for these past few weeks is finally here, the basketball tournament, which was our sanity return to us last year during the pandemic. It's back with another edition This year, Bands get to participate, get to be in attendance. Charleston will be one of the host cities. Heard that America's team will be back as a three seed. Of course, Best Virginia will be there as well. And one of the main participants, John Elmore, former Marshall All-Star, part of a um, – well, John, we, we call it a, a Mount Rushmore of Marshall Athletics, and you're, of course, on it. I had to bump somebody for Jameel Roberts just because Marshall won a soccer championship. But you you stayed. You're on the Mount Rushmore. So somebody got bumped, not you.
0: I, I love it. He, he had to have a spot, though. They earned it, man. They earned it.
1: Yeah, I've just got to figure out who I got bumped. Now um, it's you, it's him. I'm going to say Pennington, and I don't know. We'll come up with the fourth one later. We'll find it. We'll figure it out. How was Father's Day?
0: It was good, man. First Father's Day. Uh, my daughter's almost ten months now, so time's flying by, man.
1: What was that like? Just because um, you've been um, you've been pretty forthcoming, sharing all the uh, the excitement and the adventures with you with your daughter. Uh, what do you? Um, well, what did you enjoy most just that first time around?
0: Um, I'd say her getting to see my first uh, professional game. Um, she was able to travel to Europe with uh, my wife and I. Um, so I think playing in front of my daughter was one of the coolest experiences yet.
1: Little extra nerves, butterflies a little bit, you know, just trying to, little, you know, I got to do well in front of my kid. You know, did that happen or just all business still? Man,
0: I got buckets that game. I'm not going to lie. So I think she's a good luck charm. I want to say we were four and one while she was watching. So she's got to be at the rest of the games from here on out.
1: Oh, yeah. She's going to have to be in Charleston. and uh, That's what we got you here today. The uh, bracket is out. Uh, This is something that we hoped we would have had last year. But instead, you had an amazing run in the bubble. It's slightly different that we're back to sort of more of a, a normal tournament now. The tournament's expanded. Heard that's a three seed. You're not sneaking up on anybody anymore.
0: No, no. Like you said, um, heck of a run last year. Everybody was watching kind of the first real live sports back on TV. Um, So, you know, I'm excited. I I know everybody missed out last year on having a Civic Center, but we're back in Charleston this year. Um, Best Virginia is going to be there as well. So I think it's a great opportunity to get back to that normalcy, full capacity. So I'm expecting that place to be rocking.
1: Now, last year was great, but you can do better because you want to win the million. So you've gone out, you've kind of worked the roster just a little bit. Uh, For those maybe who are not following as uh, closely as they could be, not on social media, uh, roster's almost the same, but there are a couple of differences to it this year.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, We had a great team last year. Um, Some scheduling things, guys having contract issues, long overseas seasons this year uh, we kind of had to add a couple new dudes uh, with a couple guys not coming back um, but you know it's exciting we've got some similar guys some of the Marshall guys are back we added a Marshall guy James Kelly um, Ryan Taylor's going to be coaching Stevie's back Odd's back Rondell's back um, and then we added a few a few other pieces DeCorey Williams back um, a few other guys that we've played pro ball against or with uh, I know one of my former teammates from Italy's playing so I think we're gonna we're gonna have a high level team again, and like you said, we're a three seed now, so there's no there's no sneaking up on anybody.
1: Have you found it a lot easier now that you had that run? You were able to maybe approach a couple of different guys and and maybe made it easier in that process. Hey, come play with us because I mean this is over a million dollars. I'm sure it's cutthroat out there trying to get guys to play for a team.
0: No, you're right, 100. Um, percent And the, see, the problem is is you only get 10 spots, and you're limited. Like like you said, last year kind of put us on the map. People didn't know about the TBT or how big it was, but I mean, that was on center stage last year, ESPN, when we were winning a couple games, so a lot of people wanted to play, um, but, you know, it's hard. You have to try to form the best team possible. We wanted to keep it Marshall-based with our alumni, but we wanted to show guy- loyalty to, to some of the guys that have played in the past, so It's kind of tricky putting the roster together, but all in all, I think we've uh, got a pretty good product and we can't wait to get it going.
1: Now, this is going to be in Charleston. That means a lot of fans for the first time really get to see what this team is about. And I know you were on social media excited earlier talking about this. You also were talking about how much work, time, energy, effort, finances go into this. You just don't show up and say, here's our team, let's go this is almost like running a small professional basketball team for uh, a quick sprint here. And you still have a lot of effort you got to put into it. You just don't show up. You just don't put a basketball out there and say, let's go.
0: No, you're right. A hundred percent. Like you said, the behind the scenes work is just crazy. Um, last year, we were very fortunate to have a lot of like martial boosters. Um, people around West Virginia kind of reach out and offer to sponsor. Um, money donations restaurants wanting to cater meals for the team um, hotels doing their part because like you said, we have to do a, we do a full training camp. So we do about a week training camp where now that fans are able to be around without all the COVID issues um, fans are going to be allowed to come to our practices and our scrimmages. We'll announce those times and dates later on, but a lot goes into it. Like you said, so we're looking for any support, any financial, any, Restaurants, whatever, to be a part of it, just because we need help putting it on. It's a, it's a mini professional team because you got to fly guys in, you got to put teams in the hotels, you got to um, cater meals for the teams, you got to rent practice gyms, etc. But you know, we love it. It's a chance for us to put Marshall on the national stage, like they announced today. The first game's on ESPN, so the Marshall logo and former players will be representing the school. So I think it's an awesome opportunity.
1: I'll circle back to that schedule in just a minute, but how can people get involved with you to help you keep this thing going? And uh, what are you looking for specifically?
0: Um, I, you can just get into contact with me on any of the social media sites. Um, we have a few people. My dad, Tommy Orca, who runs a business in West Virginia as well, um, that kind of help, kind of help run it and raise the money, and they put a lot of their time and effort and money into it as well. So I'm not gonna say there's any value, but anything at all helps. Um, even just coming and watching the scrimmages or showing your face, being a part of it, showing support, um, even the little things help. So, uh, we're excited, but like you said, a lot, a lot definitely goes into it.
1: Merch sells as well. You, um, you have that as an option. You said what? Merchandise nice t-shirts, shirts, yeah. things like that.
0: Yeah. 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 The web, uh, the TBT is offering, uh, offering t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, all kinds of stuff. And, we end up getting a percentage of that to help support the team. So even little things like that help and go a long way.
1: So you mentioned um, it begins on July 17th for the West Virginia Regional. And right off the bat, high noon, heard that versus Team DRC. So I'm sure a lot of people are going to be excited tuning in. And here it is, you're first up on this day. Um, What can you tell us about Team DRC as you're going to be leading off against them?
0: Um, Team DRC is sponsored and kind of ran by former pro football player, Dominic Rogers Cromarty for the football fans out there. Um, pretty big name. Uh, they have several players, Glenn Rice Jr. Who played in the NBA a little bit from Georgia tech. Um, one of my teammates in Greece this year plays for them. He played at South Florida. Um, so they have, they have several professional players. It's not going to be a cakewalk. I think it's going to be a dog fight all in all. Um, But, you know, I like our chances. I like how we stack up. But, I mean, starting it off with a pretty tough matchup right off the bat on ESPN, uh,
1: I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, and I was kind of looking at the the bracket. You're in the same side with Best Virginia. You're the three seed. They're the two seed. And uh, I don't know some of these teams. I know Best Virginia is going to be real good. I know Sideline Cancer on the other side. They're real good. What can you tell us about some of these teams as, uh, the field has expanded again, uh, which team stands out? What are you looking at when you kind of glance over this bracket?
0: You know, our region is a tough one. Um, I mean, shoot 64 teams. I think there was like 120 apply, but there's not many easy games out there. Um, our first round matchup is going to be tough and, you know, West Virginia, they have a, they have a tough little bracket as well. Um, If we both win two games, we end up playing them to see who advances out of our region. Uh, So I think that would, I think that would be a banger, but like you said, um, the Marquette alumni teams in it, they won the million dollars last year, Ohio state's in it. They won the million dollars two years ago. Um, So there's, there's really not too many sleepers in it this year, just because a lot of teams, a lot of big time overseas players, a lot of former NBA players realize how big it is and what what type of basketball it is, and I guess the million-dollar incentive helps as well. But there's a lot of high-level players and a lot of high-level basketball going to be played here in these next few
1: weeks. John Elmore joins us. The basketball tournament bracket announced today the 2021 Regional in West Virginia at the Charleston Coliseum. Heard that at three-seed, Best Virginia the two-seed. And we mentioned earlier this thing really was – Sort of that, oh, we need this desperately because we didn't have live sports for so long. On top of that, the basketball was really good. Have you just been amazed by the reception of how much this thing keeps growing and growing? I mean, you're you're playing for a million dollars. You're going to attract a lot of talent, but I mean, you had NBA guys watching this thing live, tweeting, talking about you, talking about your brother. I mean, that was in itself so surreal last year.
0: No. Um, you're right. That just it, it goes into how big this tournament has become. I mean, you see if ESPN puts its hands on something, you know, it's pretty big ESPN got in and on it the past few years. Um, I think all games are on some type of ESPN platform, whether that's ESPN or ESPN plus or whatever. Um, that just speaks to how huge it is. I mean, Joe Johnson, the NBA hall of famer, in my opinion, uh, played in it last year. I mean, you've had guys Jimmer or Um, sullinger jared sullinger aaron craft i mean all these ohio state guys that are big time uh, playing it every year marquette's team so i think just that million dollar incentive you're playing on national television in the middle of the summer um most overseas guys are in their off season just kind of relaxing so it gives everybody something to do and it gives you the chance to i mean especially the alumni teams it gives you the chance to kind of put your school back on your chest and represent and That's one of the reasons we do it, as well as competing for a million dollars. But, man, it's a heck of an event, and we're glad to be a part of it.
1: John Elmore joins me. Heard that back in the basketball tournament as we talked about social media. How – just describe everything that surrounded Ott last year. Just how Ott, by sheer personality, just at one point took over social media and just what he was doing and what he was about – do you just look at him sometimes and shake your head, you know hide and and shame and laughter- you know, just explain that to me. I'd
0: say majority of it is shaking my head <laughs> uh you know he's a character um but at the end of the day he's a pretty damn good basketball player as well um he can shoot the lights out, good passer um so I think that kind of i think his uh personality kind of it tracks people a little bit or makes them not think so much about the basketball side of it, but he's out there competing just like everybody else. And um, I think the biggest thing that caught on last year was when we beat the money team, all those former NBA guys making a million dollars, stuff like that. And his famous quote was, well, they played in the NBA. I, I play at the Y and I think, uh, I think people kind of took to that. And I think that was one of the reasons we got so big, but like you said, his, His personality off the court is definitely definitely something to keep an eye on.
1: Now he's going to have more of a he's going to play more than coach. You mentioned Ryan Taylor is going to be taking over uh, coaching this year. What's that dynamic going to be like, or what's going into that thought process?
0: You know, uh, Ryan just talked to us. He played last year. Uh, He he coached at St. Joe's High School this year. Um, Ryan is a basketball genius, in my opinion. Great eye for the game, playing at Marshall. So having another Marshall alum on the sidelines, being a part of the event, um, we got to add James Kelly as a former alum to take his spot. Uh, You know, it's just continuing that Marshall-based alumni team. And, I mean, we're all really close. Marshall still lives in the – or Ryan still lives in the Huntington community, still attends all the Marshall events, stuff like that. So keeping those guys around, uh, that's been huge for us. And part of the reason we enjoy it so much I know everybody wants to win the million dollars, but, I mean, we really enjoy the process and the experience and the journey. So um, going through that with your boys, going through that with your teammate, going through that with your family is what makes this thing special.
1: Yeah, and the, the other thing is it doesn't hurt as well as getting you out there so people see you, see what you're about, see how your game has improved, how you've evolved as a basketball player this sort of has become a platform for a lot of guys to maybe get back to the NBA or at least get a little bit more of a look from uh, scouts.
0: No, right, right, 100%. Um, It's in the middle of the summer, not a lot's going on, especially last year. I mean, Dwayne Wade tweeted at me. I mean, that's one of the NBA legends. So everybody's watching, I'm sure, NBA teams, NBA scouts, executives. um, Guys have gotten contracts off of this. Guys have gotten... Uh, guys have gotten filmed guys have gotten looks guys have gotten evaluated so it's a great opportunity for everybody whether you're still trying to pursue a professional career or whether you're still just or whether you're just trying to go out and show your Marshall fans or whatever fans the school you went to that you still play or you can still play and represent them in a the positive light so it's just a great opportunity and it's, it's a lot of fun.
1: John Elmore joins us. The basketball tournament taking place, it starts July 17th through the 21st. Again, John is uh, going to be part of that team, representing Heard That, the Marshall alumni team. And, again, if you want to mention to people how they can help and support and get on board with you to, to really keep this going for you, uh, the best way to get you is social media, Facebook, Twitter, any other way you want to maybe get people to to contact you? Um,
0: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh any type of social media, I'm always on there. Um, And again, anything helps because it's a heck of a process and a lot of money and time and effort goes into it. So we need all the support we can get. Um, Like I said, last year, we were very fortunate to have a lot of supporters and Marshall alumni and Marshall boosters come out and support, whether that be financially or whatever. Um, We're hoping to get that again, because it is a timely, expensive process getting guys in from all over the country. Um, James Kelly's coming from Michigan, got stuff like that. You know, it's it's tough, um, but you know we've got a great alumni system and a great fan base for her. That so hopefully we can keep it rolling and keep gaining support.
1: No TikTok account? I, w- I think that would be perfect for Ott.
0: Man, I I'm gonna have to talk to him because I think there's a platform for him there. Uh, I don't think he's the best dancer, but he just told jokes and acted like his goofy self, I think, he could, I think
1: he could have some hits. You can monetize that here. I would ride that all the way to the bank if, if I were you. I mean, every ob, you know, I mean, just tell people to, uh, you know, because you can, you can do like Patreon, you can do all these tip jar stuff now on social media. I would monetize him as much as I w- could.
0: I mean, as long as they don't mic him up during the game, we're good. But anything after the game, I think, I think that would sell.
1: John Elmore joins us. I look forward to that TikTok account. Heard that taking on Team DRC. It's at the Charleston Coliseum. It's the opening round of the basketball tournament, the West Virginia Regional. Hey, good luck, man. I hope people follow you on social media if they're not already and uh, get it with you and, and help you get through this thing.
0: Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me
1: on. John Elmore, one of the preeminent members of the Mount Rushmore of Marshall Athletics. Again, his um, his spot is secured. We had to bump someone. His spot is secured. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive,
0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. White Claw, Heart Center it is made pure. Big news coming out today. We're still trying to figure out what this might mean in a practical sense, but Supreme Court unanimously ruling today against the NCAA in the case of the NCAA versus Alston, stating that. It's strict rules limiting certain kinds of athletes and their compensation violate antitrust laws. This is going to open the door for sure on, I think, a a new—I don't want to say an arms race just yet. I don't want to say it's an arms race, but this is going to open the door here for at least athletes to definitely won. This is definitely going to help in compensation for sure. Uh, Justice Neil Gorsh wrote the unanimous opinion— this opinion upheld the lower court's ruling that the NCAA was actually acting unlawful when it limited member schools from competing for the talent of athletes by offering benefits, limiting schools from actually truly competing hurt college athletes as far as the opinion here is concerned. Now, this doesn't end amateurism. The ruling is narrow. Doesn't mean that now everybody, it doesn't mean that now everybody is going out and going to be coming. Uh, Pro teams here, college athletes are not going to all of a sudden enter into a, a pro type model. This is still going to be amateur athletics, but there's going to be some opportunity now for revenue because after all, the NCAA and from some extent, some of the major schools, some of the minor schools as well, there's there's profit being made at many levels here. Not every school is profitable, but there is still profit being made here. And so it's a narrow ruling. The NCAA is still allowed to forbid benefits that are not related to an athlete's education, but it's going to allow for college athletes to receive education-based benefits. For example, free laptops, paid post-grad internships. Could you imagine? Get a kid a full scholarship and say, oh, by the way, we're going to get you a new iPad. We're going to hook you up with that. We're going to get you everything you need to be a student here. Imagine that. Say you're going to go to Marshall or you're going to go to, let's just pick a school here. Let's say Middle Tennessee. Let's just grab Middle Tennessee randomly. Now, kid wants to go to either or, likes them both, hasn't decided yet. So what's going to be some of the things that determine that? And you look at it like, okay, both are offering pretty similar things as far as my education is concerned. If Marshall's able to offer a better academic package, which includes benefits, and again, this is all directed towards athletics and academics coming together, the student-athlete experience. So if you've got a compensation package, maybe, hey, you're going to get a new iPad. You're going to get a new laptop. You're going to get this and this and this that's going to help you with your academic studies. We want you to come here. We want you to be a student-athlete. We want you to be an athlete for us, but we understand that there are some issues along the way. So we're going to make the athletic part easier for you by helping you with the student part. Here's a new laptop. Because a lot of these kids come in, they don't have all of the necessities. They don't. Not every kid that's recruited to Marshall or any other school is going to come in here and get a brand new laptop or anything like that. They're not going to be able just to draw upon that and have those resources to be able Now, there are tools in place at Marshall and some other of the institutions uh, around the country offer similar opportunities for learning, help with your courses, an actual place you can go. You need to get on a computer. Hey, we got that for you. But at the same time, here's an opportunity now to kind of a sweeten the deal. And I want to see what this is going to look like. Because if I got a free laptop as a student, that would have been awesome. I didn't get a free laptop. And if I could have got a paid postgraduate internship, that would have maybe kept me staying in school a little more because I wouldn't have had to get into the marketplace as quick because I could have extended my education, paid postgrad internship. That would have been fantastic. And for these young men, not necessarily are all of them going to the NFL, the NBA, or whatever professional league they're looking at. So here's another opportunity to help them further their education. And it might be attractive. It might be attractive to a kid coming in, like, hey, here's some here's some opportunities for me. Now I don't know how this is all going to shake out. We'll see what. Because if I'm Alabama right now, everybody's getting a new MacBook, right? If I'm Alabama, hey, you want to come to Alabama? I got a new MacBook for you right here, and we're gonna get you an iPad Pro, and we're gonna get you some AirPods as well. So, because you need to study, right? That that falls in line with that. That's what it's looking like right now. It could be completely different. But this is going to at least open the door to a degree. This isn't going to be in the business side of things because they're still trying to figure out what the name, likeness, image, what that compensation is going to look like because not everyone's going to be able to take advantage of that. A guy like John Elmore a few years ago, using him as an example since he was with us on the show, he could have taken advantage of that if that was available to him. Superstar on the team. Very charismatic. People liked him. Brands might have wanted to be associated with him locally. Could have made some money off of that. I'm not saying he's going to be rich, but he could have made some money off of that. You go to any university, college across the country, there are those athletes that could benefit off their name, their likeness, their their image, because again, brands might want to be associated with them. And how that's going to compete with dollars going into the university. Why do I go to the university when I can go directly to the athlete, right? I'm supporting the athlete. I want to be associated with the athlete. There are some brands that will be associated with the university, with the athletic department, and that's fine. But now if you want to have more of a direct connection with the image, the likeness of a certain athlete, you want to connect with that athlete and use that person as part of your brand. You can go And do these things now. That's the thing. Interesting dynamics here. And, of course, we'll learn more together as I really don't know what it's going to truly turn into. But if you are on board with student-athletes getting compensation, with student-athletes being somewhat compensated for what they do, what they give, I mean, let's not limit these kids' opportunity to to go out and make a dollar, right? Any other student, the the science team, the kids on the science team can go it and make money off themselves. The debate team, those kids can go and make money, right? What gives the NCAA the right to withhold opportunities from student-athletes? But at the same time, for a lot of people, you're getting room, you're getting board, you're getting a scholarship, you're getting all of that. That's pretty pretty good deal. You're getting a free education at the same time. All you have to do is just be a student-athlete, right? Well, it goes into... Um, into a different bucket there you got to do a lot more there's a lot more expected of you as a student i get you're getting compensated but you're expected to go through a lot more and you're restricted a lot ways too because for a lot of these kids it's it's a struggle just to maybe go get a bite to eat real difficult for them to to have the basic necessities sometimes we'll wrap it up when we continue paul swan your host today's edition of the drive is on espn 94.1 and am 930.
0: We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: It's our final segment. Today's edition of The Drive for Monday, June 21st. I'm your host, Paul Swan, and thanks for tuning in. So, with the Supreme Court ruling against the NCAA and the compensation case, I can see more challenges, I can see more aggressive pushes towards possibly getting to a point where you get paid for play. How does that help or hurt? It helps the student athlete. Student athlete has market value. Student athlete can take those desired skills, that market value, and turn that into capital, right? That's pretty fair. I mean you've got value. You should get your value. Now it's a it's a tough marketplace. You might not get your value, but at the same time You have the opportunity, and I think that's the important thing here. You're not guaranteed, but you have an opportunity. How does that hurt or help the school? Does an institution like Marshall now have to compete with athletes, certain athletes, for maybe revenue? Will the athletes be part of the compensation packages from, say, television networks? If a television network has to deal with the conference, the school, and possibly could there be a a player union for college athletes? Could there be that union, that block? And would it be a union for Big Ten athletes? Would it be a union for Big 12 athletes? Would it be a, a union for Conference USA athletes? Or would it be a completely all-encompassing player union for student athletes, whatever the qualification would be. And so would you have to go through a players association, a players union? I mean, these are just ideas that are cooking in my head right now, how far this will go, how far can it go, how far should it go? Because if the student athletes are saying, hey, look, there's a lot of money out there and we're not fairly compensated for what we bring, we want the opportunity – How does that cut into the university's revenue stream or the athletic department's revenue stream? I mean, if you're Alabama, you're going to be fine. If you're Alabama, you're going to be fine. If you're Marshall, how's this work? Because already we've seen the revenue streams aren't necessarily flowing. How do you increase the revenue streams? How do you compensate the student-athletes? How do you do all of this and still be competitive? Those are questions still to be asked. And, of course, Congress, the NCAA, in Congress, there could be eventually legislation to come down. Hey, this is how it's going to be. And Congress could change rules. Congress could look at the Supreme Court rulings and say, look, no, we're good with them. Because that's where the NCAA is going to receive any remedy, any satisfaction for what it's trying to do. It's through Congress, through legislation. And this is going to be a long struggle both sides. But at the same time, I think there's some Very fair and valid points here, a student-athlete should not be limited on the type of compensation. If a kid who goes to college can go work two jobs, make some money, I think every opportunity should be afforded the student-athlete. Student-athlete has notoriety. Student-athlete can cash in on that. And you're saying I can't. You're saying you can't do that because you're an amateur. Well, I don't know about you, but I have to agree with the Supreme Court just from the standpoint that we would we would smack this thing down if it was happening anywhere else. I mean, I, I agree there should be certain levels of compensation. I think there should be fair wages. There's a lot of things I believe. We're not gonna get into that today, but at the same time, student athletes should have the same opportunities to make money. And we're just gonna see how it all shakes out. That's gonna do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Paul Swan back tomorrow and we'll do it all over again with you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and if you would be so inclined you can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan I would appreciate a follow there you can join our Facebook community it's growing we've got a page the Drive with Paul Swan we've got a group that is just for you it's really well named too. it's the Drive with Paul Swan group so you know the difference and of course We've got a podcast. If you miss any part of the show, you can find it, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find our show. I thank you once again for being a part of it. Back tomorrow here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930.